welcome back to the first episode of 24. Yeah, four. Um, I'm Mel. <laughs> oh God, his props. Um, I'm Mel, your favorite big city heathen. And I'm Beth, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. Happy 2024. Yeah, I can't believe I made it this far, honestly. Um, so Beth, do you uh, do you have any New Year's uh, resolutions? Actually, yes. Ooh, believe okay. it or not, I yeah. want to try to eat less tacos. Oh wow, that's 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 pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I can do it. I can do all things through his noodly goodness. Ramen. 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 Um, I am curious, though. Uh, does your goal include uh, pink tacos? Let's get blasphemous. Let's get dangerous. Get in the bar. Get on the bus. We'll see you in here. Well, thankfully, our noodly goodness wants me to eat more pink tacos. See, this is why I'm always on my knees for him. He right. he, he gets me. I'm, I'm a simple girl. I'm a simple girl, you know? Yes. Ramen. Um, well, if you want to keep Mel on her knees, uh, consider becoming a patron on Patreon.com. If you go to Patreon.com slash Burning Eden 666. Fuck you, Trudy, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck you, Trudy. Yep. Uh, you can choose your membership. Uh, you can be a sinner for $3 a month, or you can be a heathen for $6.66. We'll give you a thank you message and a shout. Excuse me. A shout out. Mm. <laughs> On every episode, oh. it's so exhausting. <laughs> we'll it's so it exhausting anyway. to be this horny all the time, you know. <laughs> but if you like us a lot, <laughs> you can be a blasphemer for twenty dollars a month, and you get all of this swag. You get a sticker, a shirt, a poster, a hoodie. Holy shit! Yeah. But if you like us more than we like ourselves, which is not very hard to do, yep. you can be on the diabolical level for $50 a month. You get all of that swag, but you also get a personalized video and early access to new episodes. Yes. We, we'll do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. We'll, With a, um, a pasty video. Whatever you want. Uh, Bible spankies at AACon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's well worth it. Yeah. Speaking of AACON, there is an American Atheist Convention 2024. March 28th through the 31st will be there. It's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We will have and a booth. We I just booked the hotel. They released the hotel info. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I will be there. So, okay. I'll, I'll be there, too. Yeah, but... I guess. Uh, they, they, but they, moving on. Oh, <laughs> fuck you, Trudy. On today's <laughs> episode... <laughs> Uh, let's put that there. On today's episode, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Shane Larson, also oh, known as Shane Deconstructs on TikTok. Hey. Fantastic content, by the way. Yes. Oh, thank you. We've been following each other for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of my first. I followed you, Mel, since the beginning. See? The beginning of this episode. <laughs> That's right. God damn it. But yes, welcome to our shit show. It was Are you hard to find yet? I'm glad the algorithm finally put us together. Yeah, that's right. It's what God wanted. Yes. 
Uh, maybe Satan, but <laughs> God damn it. But yes, welcome to our shit show. Um, but yeah, I think it's time. To... Oh, do you know what? Oh, let's, let's swap. Do you know what time it is, Beth? What time is it, Mel? You do the, you do the thing. It's time for the bottle burst of the day. Uno reverse. <laughs> per tradition, we would love the guest to read the Bible verse of the day. Happy what do you have for us, sir? So I think what we'll do is go back to my missionary days as a Mormon. When mm. I was a believing Mormon, 19 years old, I went to Santiago, Chile, marched around the streets, learned nice. Spanish, was there for two years. Oh, and it, where I was at, a lot of people were already Christian. So part of converting them to Mormonism was to, I don't know, find some common ground. So Ezekiel 37, 15 through 17 is a verse in the Bible that, that, that any Christian can relate to. Mm-hmm. That should convince you mm. that Mormonism was prophesied about. Oh. Yes. All right. yes. Okay. So if we read, starting with verse 15, it says, the, uh, this is just a little preamble. Mm. The word of the Lord came again unto me saying and then this is verse 16 now moreover thou son of man take thee one stick and write upon it for judah and that's just so you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna tell you what the answer is here that's the bible folks one stick that represents the bible and for the children of israel his companions then take another stick and write upon it for joseph what? Ooh. What's the Joseph stick? The, Joseph. the stick of Ephraim and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Then verse 17 is the last one. And join them one to one <laughs> to one stick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the tips don't touch, right? It's not. It's not yes. I think the tips of the sticks are meant to be moving Just, in a sing in in. in a single direction, yes. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Single direction. Yes. Single direction. I mean, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As long as we look, as long as, <laughs> as, long as the, the the stick tips this, yes. don't touch. That's right. And they're moving in a single direction, then yeah. we're good. Perfect. And clear. Perfect. And the, and the, and as always, the Bible leaves no doubt here. It's clear. Mm-hmm. So yes. I'll finish verse seventeen after yes. that. Really awkward. Anyway, segue. So 17, and join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. So two sticks in one hand. <sighs> okay. Is it, is it a twisting motion? Like. <laughs> so you don't, you don't do this. Okay, okay, okay. You could maybe bring them together and then, mm. depending on the girth. Of oh, the- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and okay. then they're in one. They move in one direction. See, one hand. Yeah, just okay. One hand. Okay. All right. All right. All yep. Right. God does not allow twisting. Got it. I don't all think right, so. Right. We yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to twist. Well, I'm convinced. I'm convinced too. Right? I'm actually. So Mormonism is true. Boom. And that was. Episode. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Wait, was that the end? That was the closer? I didn't realize that was the closer. <laughs> 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 God 
goddammit. Okay, so yes. when when yes. you're a when you're a Mormon since middle, when you just just after you learn to read, this is me, my Mormon experience. As soon as I learned how to read, one of the gifts that I got as a child was what we called the quad. Are you guys mm. aware of what a quad is? No. I don't for something. It doesn't have anything to do with the girth of the sticks. <laughs> but it does have but it does have to do with four books coming together as one. And one of two of those four books is the Bible and the Book of Mormon, the <laughs> stick of Judah and the stick of Joseph. Now are you convinced? I fully. But fully so it just it just name drops the jo Joseph, the, the the name Joseph, right? It doesn't say it's Joseph Smith. No, that's just a bonus that he happens that the the, the lineage that his of name happened to be Joseph. Oh. A very yeah. common name, like Mary that was Joseph, just like, you know. That's like a little piece of candy to the people who figure it out. Like God's like, hey, it's it's right. the lineage of uh, Joseph and it's the Book of Mormon. And hey, as a bonus, like the prophet of the last dispensation will also be named Joseph. Boom! A little Easter egg. Dumb. Amazing. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exclamation. It's the cherry on top yeah. of the prophecy. Just boop. Yeah. Fucking A. So we are convinced. So. That's right. So Mormonism loves to take scriptures from the Bible and sort of hijack them. But what religion doesn't do that? <laughs> you heard it here. Yep, 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 yep. percent oh yeah, I'm convinced it was mainly the girth talk uh, that convinced me. Um, yeah. So you're more intrigued by Mormonism. Yeah. Would you say that it's more intriguing? I mean, as long as there's girth involved, yeah. you know, I got my attention. So two books. <laughs> Put them together. It's a bi book. Oh. Oh, now we're we're homosexuals. No, bisexuals. I maybe. Well, if you're, maybe. yeah, if you're <laughs> curious about Mormonism, yeah, you could say you are bi curious. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't All know right. how long we continue on this this uh, <laughs> this pad. This joke it might be ru running dry. Run dry. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of the lube. <laughs> Goddamn. Anyway, okay. So thank you for sharing that. That was yep. amazing. Amazing. Um, amazing. I did um, share that verse a lot on my mission to people who were trying to say, but Christianity, and I wanted to say, no, Book of Mormon is prophesied about in the Bible. Two books combined. So you went to Chile. My grandmother was from Chile. Oh, really? Yep. She so was from a quarter Chilean? I'm Are a quarter Chilean. Yep. I forget what my, what, what she was from. Um, not Valparaiso. Uh, I forget. Antofagasta. There we go. Antofagasta. That's, that's up north, the uh, desert land, right? Yep. Yeah. Very, very. It's like, it's like the largest desert or the driest desert in the world, I think. No, that's well, Atacama. That's, that's, that's Ben oh. Shapiro's wife. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, that desert, uh, you're thinking of the desert of Atacama. That's a different one. Okay. Atacama. Atacama. Okay. Antofagasta. That's, that's fun to say. There's a there's some sort of very dry statistic that comes from up there, or large statistic, mm. dry and or large about deserts. It's something. It's remarkable. It's a remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning here. <laughs> um, so we would love to get to know you. Can you give us uh, your religious background and where you uh, and and how you got to become a uh, unholy heathen? Uh, yeah, you bet. So I was a believing Mormon mm -hmm. all the way until I was about 40 years old. Wow. And, okay. and um, for any mathematicians in the room, that was about six years ago. 
I'm not going to tell you my Holy age. shit. Nope, we'll that that you. You figure it out from there. Then good on you. <laughs> so um, I was, okay, I did everything right. You know, I was a very good kid. I was obedient. I just knew that the gospel was true. What? You just, oh, yeah. Good. You didn't reveal it. Make sure that they know they're Don't, mad. don't reveal it. Not revealing anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. So now I'm totally flustered by that because I, you put, I don't, was that math right? 46 minus 40. No, it wasn't. No. That's ah! why I'm face palming because he didn't do it right. Oh, no. <laughs> Please continue with the story. We don't want to involve so him. <laughs> I was okay. like, wait, do I not know something no. about math here? Am I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see myself. Um he'll be back. Okay, so yeah, I did everything right. Um I went on my mission, I mm. served a good mission, I um was you know, leadership bound in the church. I didn't ever have any desires to be like one of the super high ups, but like mm. probably a bishop someday or whatever. Yeah. Uh, got married in the temple to my lovely wife. I'm still married to my wife. Mm-hmm. And um, we got married in the L.A. temple, Los Angeles. She's oh. from that area. Oh. And great. We're moving along the Mormon path just like just like normal, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have one kid, two kids. And right around the time of my second, of our second kid, um, a thing happens to me. You know, most, you talk to most atheists and you say like, what was your moment or whatever? And, and most of the time I hear people say, uh, it wasn't like a specific moment. It was a gradual, or it was like this, or it was years to like sort of figure, right. That seems right. pretty common and right. expected story. Yeah. For me, there was a moment that I could say was pivotal to my switch in thinking. Mm-hmm. Of course, it still took a little time to like go and look and, and, verify everything but like in a single moment my brain shifted from a from a faith trusting brain Mm -hmm. to a brain that was kind of was suddenly committed to truth regardless of like its consequences and Mm -hmm. just sort of swallowing that hard truth Mm -hmm. right and the moment was i was teaching a discussion um a presentation in my my workplace and it was on the art of questioning at the workplace so the idea is to like break models that you might be holding on to at your workplace that are like holding you back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you need a new innovation because you're an entrepreneur. How do you think outside the box by asking questions and applying a questioning methodology in order to achieve something better or outside of where you're currently trapped with your thinking and your con- and the things you might be convinced about? Mm-hmm. How could you break through those and have a breakthrough innovation or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we went through this presentation. I prepped for it for like at least a month and then made this presentation. And, um, the, the book, it's all based on a book called a uh, more beautiful question mm-hmm. by the authors. Warren Berger is his name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the, at the end of the book, he sort of closes it by saying, you should apply this to everything, not just the workplace. Oh, first mistake. <laughs> right? And so like I finished the book, I made the presentation and I just, I closed the presentation the same way. Like, Hey, and by the way, everybody, you should apply this to everything, not just here at the workplace, like apply this to your relationships, apply this to your, uh, you know, your, your social groups, apply this to your friendships, you know, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. apply it everywhere. And it was like, okay, great. And so a coworker of mine comes up to me afterwards 
presentation's done. We're kind of like winding down, walking back to desks. And he comes up and he says, I loved what you said. That was an awesome presentation. I agree. Questioning super important. And what you said at the end, I also agree with. I think we should apply this to everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. And in my whole life, 40 years, I had never once done a done a questioning thing on my own like religion. Hmm. The okay. supposed most important thing, right? Right. And in so we both say, you know, head shake and say, yeah, I agree. We should apply it to everything. And then he leans in and he says, except for the church, right? Oh, oh, oh. Oh. And it just pierced my brain in a different way. Suddenly huh. I was like, whoa, I've never taken a hard look at the thing I think is most important. And I just recognized in an instant what that all could mean and what that looks like from the outside and how and why would I ever not question what I think is the most important because I just in principle presented that very idea to the whole company. And Hmm. so it was kind of this moment where I was like, yeah, I'm no longer going to put up these defenses and I'm no longer going to like bend over backwards with my logic. And I, and for the first time I was realizing that I was doing that all at once. And so it was just this big, like pivotal moment. And that's what sent me in a very, very fast trajectory towards deconstruction. Wow. Damn. It's just, this is all your fault. <laughs> this is my own fault. Way to go. Yep. And Warren Burger. It's and yes. Warren Burger. It's on site, Warren. It's on site. So just so it's it's on exactly. I wonder if Warren knows. I should send Warren an email. A stern email, like no, I, yeah, exactly. Like, how do you feel about this? Right. <laughs> Where did your questioning take me? Right. Um, <laughs> Was this person saying, except for the church, as a wink, wink, examine your own beliefs? Or was it more like a serious question as saying, no, we don't question the church? I'm so glad you asked because it's probably the next most important thing about the story. Mm. I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So later on, maybe like a month or two, I'm deep in my deconstruction and I got this same question in my head. I'm like, what does he know? Mm-hmm. what he's what he's done hmm. so i went and um uh i asked him where he w- where he stood with the church and he said um so i totally lost my faith in the church about two years ago i'm totally out and wow. or well i was totally out yeah mm-hmm. and then i noticed he was saying he was i'm like wait what happened he's like well i'm back in now oh mm-hmm. And I said, that really piqued my interest because I was just like, what? I was learning so many things that I just was thinking like, this is probably a one-way street for me. You know, those were my thoughts at the time. So when he told me, wow, he went back, I was very, very curious to find out how that went. Um, He told me that the depression outside of belief was just too hard for him. Whoa. And so, and so he, he turned back around and found solid ground. And I was like, but what about like, belief and what's true and all that and he's like it it was so hard for me being in this depressed state yeah that like i've kind of realized that i don't need to care or know about that because i i just am better over here so here's i i blame and this is totally as probably assumptuous of me yeah like i blame his surroundings for that okay yes yeah right like a person who's validated in their beliefs, who is surrounded by supportive, loving people 
who accepts them for there and wants to hear them out, a person doesn't usually go, even if it's hard, even if deconstruction is hard and it can be very hard, right? Yeah. We all know that. Yes. I don't think it has to be this like really, really dark corner that you have to, you know, stay in forever. And, and so um, I, without knowing, like, I think the people who, even though they believe they're still like, they still love me in general, they still support me. We may avoid the topic a bit and, and mm -hmm. all that, but like, it's not sending me into this dark corner where I'm feeling totally ostracized mm. socially. And right. so, and so I, I, I didn't experience, I haven't experienced that the same way crazy well, right well yeah. with mormonism and people are so entrenched in the church you know that it becomes their whole support system their whole community so a person losing that they can be you know faced with nothingness right they, they just leave yeah. and they don't have a platform they don't have support they don't have family they don't have friends because they've been around that community the whole yeah. time so I guess this person doesn't really care about believing or not. Yeah. It's, it's about mean, the community. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't ask him that direct question on, on, yeah. on it. Uh, um, mm -hmm. We were at the workplace at the time. Of course. But I will say that nihilism and the, and the darkness that can come from that can be really, really hard. Right. Yeah. Mm. And so, and so maybe that was also, also the thing. Wow. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, How do you, you can't crack, you can't crack a joke about that. Um, <laughs> so how was the missionary work? Um, how long were you doing it for? So two years, every Mormon missionary is called, at least the, the dudes are okay. called to do uh, two years. Got it. And um, if they come back any sooner than, than two years, then something went wrong whether it's health or they weren't they oh. liking it or yeah and sometimes it can be like they it used to be more about the choices they were making where they maybe did some sins on their mission that uh. couldn't be recompensed and they need to send them on home or they don't have the spirit with them any longer to teach the gospel um but nowadays i think they're keeping them out in the mission field like i don't think they're sending them back for sins anymore <laughs> like it's okay you're fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Please. it's a two, it's a two year thing still. Yeah. And, um, 19 years old, um, is, is when, when they go. 19. Geez. How was your experience? So 19 to 21, uh, it was good. So at the time I was a believer. And so like I pulled every bit of goodness that you can out of a mission experience as a believer, right? Like I made all these sacrifices for God. I, mm -hmm. I gave up two years in my prime for God. I, this was building my case for like a righteous life. Right. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I personally, because I truly believed it all, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember like having many regrets at the time. Mm. Do I regret it now? Well, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's like, those were two, those two years are gone. Right. Um, but yeah. So, the, the the irony about um about the mission is that this is a time when like you have to go this this is mormonism and the, the amount of control that they get into like masturbation is a very, very big thing in, in controlling that like temptation yeah right? so like you don't go on your mission unless you like 
one, either don't masturbate for quite a while before in order to be worthy to go on a mission, or two, you just lie because you're. A <laughs> I was like, do they wow. check? Like, and how do you check? <laughs> also, right. you have like a partner, right? And you have to keep each other like a, accountable a, or something a, like that. Yeah. So when you're on your mission, the way they try to like control that even more is that, yeah, you go two by two. That's kind of like the general rule with Mormon missionary yeah. work. Um, two dudes usually riding around or driving around together and then two ladies driving around uh, together. I've and, never and seen two ladies. I'm, yeah. Never, never. never. Really? Yeah. It's always been uh, males. It's interesting. Yeah. The majority of missionaries, I mean, the, the real pressure in Mormonism for serving is on the dudes. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, there's less pressure on the, the women because they, because they're real calling their true calling and what they're supposed to be getting busy doing right is settling down and starting to have those kiddos. Ugh. Yeah. That's right, Mel. <laughs> Not anymore, bitches. <laughs> yep. The shop is closed. That's yeah, right. the like, hey, if you want to serve a mission as a as a girl in the church, that's fine. But there's always kind of like a but have, are you sure it's that, that God doesn't want you to be here popping babies, you know, and marrying right. uh, marrying a return missionary. You know, you can mm, yeah. more work for the Lord or whatever. It, there's, hmm. and you get you get bishop roulette where some bishops are more progressive, and they'll say oh. like, yes, you should go, and then other bishops where they're like, mm, no, sorry, you're not going to be, I'm not going to deem you worthy, so you don't get to go. Wow. Huh. Yeah. What What do the 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 women wear when they're on on the missionary? Like, because I know like the the men are like the white top and the mm -hmm. black pants. Do they just skirts? I'm assuming. Like yeah, well, like skirts? lots, yeah, very okay. flowy, plain dresses. Okay. Um, down past the shoulders, of course, Naturally, always, you know, right. and, and like down past the knees mm. on the dresses. So, yeah, wow. very, very conservative, flowy dresses. I really didn't know they sent girls to. I, yeah, I thought it was purely, purely wow. male. Hmm. Yeah, if you Google just like Mormon, female Mormon missionaries, you'll, you'll see them. They're two by two, just like the, the dudes. It's definitely more iconic that you have the two boys in the white shirt. Right. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, um, yeah, I looked it yeah. up. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not the same, but. Yeah. The girls that you, uh, I don't remember how long ago this was, but for a while uh, you could not. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there you, go. you couldn't serve. You had to wait until you were uh, 21 if you're a girl. Oh, like the, the, the boys would go at 19. This is the yeah. moment I was raised in. The boys would go at 19 and then the mm -hmm. girls would go at 21. But they've changed that recently. And I think they can now all go at 19. I'm not actually certain. Very interesting. Yeah, And actually, I think the boys can go at 18 now. I wonder if they're like, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure they're, they're losing members. So maybe they're just like, you know, giving permission, <laughs> more permissions now to like, no, you go. It's fine now. No, absolutely. They're losing so members. Yeah, the Mormon church is very concerned with with numbers and mm. the way that numbers look. They used to report uh, they have general conference every six months mm. and they and they get together where like the leaders of the church speak to the whole church. Uh, it's like it's like Mormcon. <laughs> it's Mocon. Mocon. <laughs> it's Mocon. Oh. Okay, so like Mocon happens twice a year. Okay. Like all all the like all the enthusiasts come to Salt Lake City and they go and attend in person. You gotcha. know, I'm talking about the ones who like are yeah. most yeah. <laughs> and uh they hear they hear the celebrities in Mocon 
celebrities, huh? Yeah, they hear the prophet of the world. He's not just the prophet of the church. He's there's the, a prophet of the world. The prophet of God. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. So oh, like yes. the like the oh, Pope. A huge one. Are you okay? So Mormonism believes that like prophets live today. Like a, a prophet like Noah uh, lives today. Oh. I don't shit. know shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Oh. It's it's been a hot 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 minute. That's like, how much I care. Years. Well, yeah, yeah. It's been two true. years since we've had an ex Mormon. So yeah, this is it's kind of like learning again. So is it always just one? Just one. And how do and they he, choose that person? It's basically like he's the CEO of the Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> CEO <of> Mormon. <laughs> and and so oh, Russell Nelson is the current president and prophet. Him. Look at that, yeah. Russell M. Nelson. And and it's funny because they'll be like, oh, I've seen his been, face. He could have been Russell Nelson. Yeah, he's Bur is it Burns from uh oh, God. Old white it? crusty man. Yep. Well, yeah. So like mm. who's it from The Simpsons? Is it Mr. Burns? Mr. Burns, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who we're getting blasphemous, right? That's who like Fuck all goes yeah. with it. Definitely a lot of memes going God, around. It looks like a fucking nutsack. So um God. so Gross. there's Quorum of the Twelve. There is a quorum of the 12 apostles. There is a 12 apostles that they're the world. You, I can't believe you guys don't know that there's a 12 apostles that lives on the earth today. <laughs> well, I don't know. This is crazy. This so it's kind of like the board of directors and the CEO, um, basically. 12 apostles. Yeah. Called by God. And then um, <laughs> as you get, you get called, you're the bottom of the 12. And you mm. just, as time goes on, you just climb and you become the number one of the quorum of the 12 eventually. Okay. Um, and then eventually you might move up and and be, you, if you're there long enough, you become the prophet, oh. and the prophet, aka the prophet, also the president of the church. They're interchangeable. Of like the entire thing. Of the whole church, yes. So okay, all right. Say is like Russ Nelson right there mm -hmm. is the man who is responsible for all the wealth of the church. And do you guys gotcha. know how wealthy the Mormon church? They is? They are like either above the Catholic Church, or. Right. Yeah, there you go. Damn. So that was that was just that's that's just a segment of their portfolio that yep. is that is tax that, that we have been able to find. Right. Yeah. So right. for those listening and not watching, I just put up an article from February. Uh, if you don't know, uh, it says feds fine Mormon church for illicitly hiding 32 billion with a B with the B dollars investment fund behind shell companies. So they took a five million dollar slap on the hand. Oh, that's, fine. That's, that's nothing. Oh my! That was God. the fine that was issued. And the greatest thing is to hear the apologetics mm. among believers. Of course, right? of the course. believers are gonna. The believers say things like, "Oh, this was basically the equivalent of an accountant forgetting to like check a box." Right? <laughs> and that's what it was. It was a mistake. Oh. It's like no. When you dig into this, this is like decades of intentional. Yeah. Like this is an elaborate setup of shell companies. You don't just miss a check box and set up a bunch of <laughs> shell companies, right? You know, for the anyway, so that and that thirty-two billion, by the way, is a is a small segment. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We we know of at least I think it's a hundred and thirty something billion Jesus, that they have in investment Jesus reserves. Christ, and that is also like just what has been discovered, and there's estimation. Okay, so just in the last couple of weeks. Look, Google this for me. Um, yeah. Do truth and transparency. Mm -hmm. This is an organization that like does a lot of digging on the church. Mm. Truth and Transparency Foundation, and then do um, real estate portfolio LDS. 
I'm on the website actually. Um, okay, cool. So there should be a recent article. I think it's their most recent big uh, investigated article. LDS Church has most valuable private real estate portfolio in the U.S. I think it's, it's on top. Oh, no, wait, there you go. Yeah. This is from 2022, but look at that shit. Okay, oh. scroll down and take a look at the map when you see, when you overlay all oh. of the oh. own of the oh. And look at the categories that we're looking at. Agricultural, commercial, Sorry. easement, mixed use, multifamily. So they own Damn. they own like large apartment buildings. This is not just like, hey, they we're own a lot land. of land. Right. It's not just yeah. agricultural to try so, and create, you know. I don't know whatever. what's going on here. <laughs> I believe you. I'm clicking on it and the fucking thing keeps zooming out. <laughs> Hit those little arrows. Sometimes using those arrows up yeah, there. Yeah, the arrows on the left. That so is that. fucking bananas, dude. Holy shit. Vacant. Yep. Special purpose. Who knows what the fuck that means? All the good, all that. They even like, have uh, retail, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. They have the most. They they spent. I don't know how much it was exactly, but like. What did they I sell? The magic say, underwear? I want to say into the hundreds of millions of dollars on. There's a mall downtown in Salt Lake City. They basically bought a couple blocks of right in the heart of downtown Salt Lake what? City. They probably already owned it anyway. But they redeveloped it, and they have a mall. That's crazy. With a, I think mall. with a Victoria's Secret and everything. What? What? It's Joseph's Secret. It's Joseph's Secret. <laughs> and they sell the underwear. <laughs> the magic underwear. Yeah. God damn it. Did you ever wear the magic underwear? Of course I did. I Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the magic yeah. underwear, that's when you go through the temple mm. in preparation. So, so a guy like me, I would have done that in preparation to go on my mission. Uh, okay. The women, they usually, if they go on a mission, same. Okay. Uh, the, but if they don't go on a mission, then they won't, usually they don't do it until right before they're going to get married. Mm, okay. And because you have to get to that point, it's called um, receiving your uh, endowments. And it's just another ceremony that they do in the temple that's secret. <laughs> and that's where you learn the secret handshakes. Oh, oh shit. Yep. That were, they were literally stolen from the Freemasons. Oh, so nice. Joseph Smith goes and becomes a Freemason. And like two weeks later, he <laughs> uh, comes up with the temple ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> he took some notes. He took some notes. <laughs> Part is like they they at that time they did they took these death oaths that they would never reveal any of these secrets right Mm. and there's signals and everything that go along with these death oaths including I have to stand up for this one including a death oath that goes like this that that (laughs) swipes down across the front yeah damn because we talk about how much God loves foreskin he loves I mean do 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 you just like bump dicks is that a is, is that a magic handshake is like um, that's what i'm thinking about the temple has gone through several iterations and changes the temple okay. ceremony early days who knows what it was <laughs> i have never heard there was dick tapping oh damn but, okay dick but, tapping uh, <laughs> um but double tap <laughs> the double the tip, just the tip <laughs> so wait are, so are they into like the the foreskin removal too yeah like, yeah that Mormons. whole thing Mormons okay. traditionally, circumcision really Mormons traditionally yes get circumcised oh, yeah. no. okay. they know that so um then uh you got it, it's gone through all these so I when I went through the temple I didn't do the death oaths I didn't do the mm. blood oaths okay the death oaths I guess I guess they, they're more they're more commonly called the uh the punishments 
Oh. And so, like, punishments if you reveal these secrets, if you re mm -hmm. reveal the signs and tokens. Uh -oh. um, I didn't do that. They had changed it just a few years before I received mm -hmm. my endowments. And I'm sure everybody breathed a sigh of relief because but they basically just do these things until they they get it's so easy to recognize how culty they are because times mm. change and no, they don't change the times. And then they go, Oh, this is getting and feeling more and more culty as, as times change. <laughs> yeah. And so then they remove the culty parts. So they, they recently removed the culty parts again, just a few years ago. So the really? temple ceremony that I went through when I first went through in 96 and the last one I did was probably like 20, I don't know. But what was the math? 46 minus 40. <laughs> so, more than seven, more than six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, different yeah. Then it's different then than it is now. They already, they already did one change. Anyway, wow. part of it is, so when you walk out after your first time, you get the, you, you learn what the magic underwear are and what the little symbols are on the underwear and why, and you swear to wear them night and day and all of that. And nowadays I don't even think that they make them swear to wear them night and day. I think you, it's more like open. Look at that. Wow. Becoming more lax. Colty by the year. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. That, that, so, with, like, is there, like, a magic spell on them? Like, <laughs> what, what makes them magic? Um, basically lore. Okay. Um, All so, right. So, so people wear the garments, and yeah. they are supposed to be um, a reminder and a protection. That's mm, how, okay. I mean, this is religion 101, right? Like say some words right. that sound special and then let the people go and live their lives and, and retrofit the special. And so you're going to get stories that happen. Like when a house burns down and everything was burnt to ash, but the Bible, uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Right? Mm. those kinds of stories. So there's a car accident and the whole car is mangled and the person is cut up all over their bodies except where their garments are. <laughs> right? Oh. Those kinds of things are going to happen in your in Mormon in just like Mormon living. Yeah. Right? And that's how religions work, right? Uh. Like that's they kind of they let the masses and they let the people tell these little mini stories and then right. the stories get exaggerated and then the belief is piled uh. on that kicks in and and people believe. Yeah. A lot of religions have special hats, right? Yes. Well, didn't Joseph Smith look into a hat? Like, <laughs> you know, do, do, do they still have the hat or is was that like mysteriously disappeared? I don't, they could have it in their um, secret lair that's dug into the mountains here in Salt Lake City. Is that like what? what dug the into the mountains? Yeah. This is literally a, like, it's um, like the bat cave. Bat, no, literally there's cave. something like a bat cave that's fucking oh, nuts i want to check it out in the granite stone so it's granite up here oh. and they've <laughs> cut a big like high security facility <laughs> into the mountain you can google this too it's great um and it's just like it's Secret super layer. super it's like high security and they have things back there that a lot that people don't know what they have so maybe they have the og hat and oh my god um yeah i don't remember what it <laughs> I wish I remembered for sure on the seer stone itself, because he would put a stone. Oh, yeah, right, right. Forgot about the those. seer stone. And I think that the seer stone, the original seer stone, does exist. I think they have it in their, in their archives. Why do you think so many people actually believe in that religion, knowing how fucking stupid <laughs> the origins are? Uh, well, one, again, we're going to get to just like broad mm -hmm. look at at religion like how 
fucking more stupid is it than all the other stuff, right? Like, yeah. if you are raised into a home and a community that mm-hmm. all that ninety five percent of them believe this, and they confirm it and confirm it and confirm it with everything yeah, that they there's do, there's no need to mm-hmm. question it. Yeah, there's no need to question it because it is the reality all around me. Right. And why would my peers and why would my parents and why would my aunt and uncle and why would everybody all around me like believe this? Or, and so when you're young, before you have critical thinking skills in place, you're indoctrinated and you just continue doing that. Like, why would people believe in Santa Claus? You know, and then we let go of Santa Claus. Right. Ron, thankfully. But hear me out. If everyone continued just telling the same story and every adult in your life, for the most part, was continuing to say that Santa is real or whatever we'd make the things happen or the whatever, whatever we would mm-hmm. find a way to make the things to make it happen, to make it work in reality. Yeah. And that's just like the, that's the crappy part about human brains mm-hmm. is that they can, they are so susceptible to just being tricked by like our environment. Right. Right. So I guess that's the best explanation. Yeah. I, yeah. A, a product of our environment, basically. We are so, mostly products yeah. of our environment. Yeah. That's yeah, why so I, was, I feel like just lucky that, that I was, that I had that Warren Burger moment, mm-hmm. right. Where he, where it just, my brain flipped and suddenly I just had this like big scare. Like, wow, I, I need to question this. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Was um, it scary please. questioning your religion? The scary, for me, the scary part wasn't that I could learn something that I, uh, that I that w- learn something that I thought was true was true or, or vice versa mm-hmm. or that was not sorry learn it wasn't scary to think I think this is true now and tomorrow I might not that wasn't the scary part the scary part mm-hmm. was if that happens how will my peers and my loved ones respond mm-hmm. how will mm-hmm. this change like my am I going to be just ostracized what's it going to feel like living in a world where 90% of the people around me think I'm the crazy one because yeah. I don't think that this is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or that think I'm now influenced by Satan and trying to mm-hmm. deconvert and convince everybody else else down the path of you know, unrighteousness and all that. That was the scarier part. The scarier part wasn't, wasn't facing the truth. The scarier part was facing the social consequences of mm-hmm just like accepting the truth yeah how, how was that like with your family you know do they even know that you're an atheist or they, they do okay uh, well i i don't know i i don't know where if they know where i stand like in terms of atheism they know that i've gone they know that i no longer believe in god okay. and like jesus christ as my savior and stuff like gotcha. that like i i i it's a good question but I think it's most likely that they probably do know I'm atheist, probably because my nieces and nephews are on TikTok. Oh, mm. there you go. Yep. And okay. I don't think I don't think it would have lasted very long before like some conversations would happen, and all it would take is like one sibling to to hear a TikTok of mine where I like talk about atheism or whatever, and then that just is like boom, immediately shared to all the siblings and stuff. It's it's yeah. hard for me to believe that they don't know by now. Yeah. 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 Um, you said you uh, you met your wife in the in the temple back in back in the day. And... No, we didn't meet no. in the temple. We met uh, just at a party here, like oh, okay, it might outside be here, the temple here, here in Salt Lake City. We got married in the temple. Oh, married oh, in right. the temple. Okay, is yeah, she we... still Mormon? Um, so it's complicated. Okay. Um, okay. she we I would say that we are in a mixed faith marriage because okay. we oh. but yeah, 
but in a way that like it also when you really dig down most people are in a mixed faith marriage <laughs> if you dig your beliefs deep enough you're gonna say like oh, i disagree there i disagree there yeah our disagreements right after i deconstructed mm -hmm. our disagreements were pretty big and obvious mm -hmm. over time our disagreements we've learned to have our conversations um more around the fundamentals of what and why we believe and okay. we find that we we find more common ground when we have our conversations about what we want in life and mm -hmm. how we go about living our lives than mm -hmm. we do about the surface belief stuff like the stuff that religion wants to focus on stuff that the mormon church wants us to focus on is joseph smith was a true prophet and he restored the true gospel on earth and the Book of Mormon is true scripture. It's the stick of jo of Joseph, like we talked about before. Right, right. They don't actually say that, and they don't say stick of Joseph. Yeah, they say Dick naturally. Yeah, yeah. or <laughs> Joseph Stick. Joseph Stick. <laughs> That's his porn name. Okay, like. <laughs> Let me look in your hat. I love all the misconceptions. Can I handle your your stone? out into the world right now, like every. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going so, to hell at every religion. Sorry. So Mormons, okay. so Mormons talk about Joseph Stick. <laughs> <laughs> they got it wrong the entire time. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, where where was I? I don't yeah, know. So like they, they want you to like the church obviously wants you to focus on like all the things that like Say that mm -hmm. they want you to th think about how the the Mormon Church, the LD, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, is the mm -hmm. true one, is the yeah, true yeah. church, right? That's what they want you to focus on is those things. But like the the more important and better things to focus on are like one, what and how we arrive at our beliefs. How do we get to those beliefs? Like, what are your experiences? What are the things? What kind of thinking are you using to to get to that belief, right? Um, and then also like, what are the core principles that come from your beliefs mm -hmm. and why are they important when my wife and i focus on those things yeah we realize that it's that we're we're pretty much the same we want okay. to raise our kids in the best way possible we want yeah. them to feel loved mm -hmm. and give them the best chance that they have at being functioning to adults mm -hmm. in a rapidly changing difficult world Yes. We want to equip them with all the things that they, we want them to think and question. Mm -hmm. And so if we just don't focus on the things that the church wants us to focus on, and we focus on the principles and the things that are most important about to us, mm -hmm. then we have common ground pretty much every time. And so that's where, kind of where we, we tend Interesting. to yeah. yeah. So I'm always curious on how th those kinds of marriages work. Um, so, Yeah. She doesn't watch. She 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 may be a passive TikTok user mm -hmm. uh, if it if she didn't already know that mm -hmm. uh, what I do because yeah. the algorithm would like oh yeah and I mean she'd have to go in and just block me if she didn't want to see my content yeah um yeah. instead she just doesn't really get on TikTok at all she has an account yeah uh, but it's just to like see an occasional TikTok that someone sends her. Yeah. But like if she were to just scroll once, I'm pretty sure the algorithm would hit her with, yeah. with me because the right. algorithm is going to know, you know, yeah. what I mean? it, it knows all. Yep. Some, some things I'll share and she's fine with. It's like the like it's the comical high level stuff where we're talking about like Mormon culture and, and, mm -hmm. and that. But like when I start when I start getting 
yeah there are there are certain th- when i go to the god category yeah um then she, she does she wouldn't love my no god series for example yeah She'd probably have a hard time with that yeah how, how long have you been on tiktok i've been on tiktok for like a little over two years but i didn't start creating content until about a year ago oh, okay okay all right I was a lurker for a long time um, and I was just kind of like getting the low of the land and mm-hmm. really enjoying like the comedy side of um, ex-Christianity, atheism and ex-Mormonism. Yeah. Um, and, and so then that's kind of the path that, that I took in. For me, it was I originally started on my with TikTok content creation because I thought, look, there's a lot of people on here. Like I can see that there are a lot of people who need validation with yep. the message with the yes. message of the craziness right like hey especially in america right now right like there is so much craziness going on yeah. with with like Christ, mainstream christianity yes. and yep. like trying to infiltrate our like laws and everything like mm-hmm. that like there's a lot of crazy and people are looking for like am i crazy and so they're looking for the validation and tiktok was a place where i could see that uh, the people were just really really concentrating there and so I since since I deconstructed, I knew that what I, I knew one of the things I wanted to do once I got to a healthier place mm-hmm. and found ground um, is is to try and help others who I know will continue to follow. Like we, yeah. we are at a rapidly increasing rate. People are walking away from yes. the craziness. Right. Yes. And so there's a need for people to offer support to that community and to build the community as well and say, you're not crazy. So for me, I went to TikTok and the first video I ever posted on TikTok was, hey, look at the rates. People are walking away from their religion. And if we don't start building this community and validating people for doing that, then we're going to create a mental health crisis. You know, there already is a mental health crisis. So there is a need for us to build these communities and I think this is a great place to do it. So I want to offer lives. I just need to get to a thousand followers. Then I can offer a live at the time. I think it was a thousand. I, I think yeah. it might have changed. It's, it's, it still is a thousand. Yep. And so that's all I was asking for. Just like, just follow me so that I can offer lives and offer support to people who might be in a mental health crisis because they're deconstructing their religion. Huh. That's and nice so of you. That was, the, that was the initial step. Yeah. And then like from there, it was like, how do I reach this audience? And for me, what makes most sense is like my whole life, I will be interacting with other humans. And if a funny scenario happens, I'm playing out how Saturday night live would, would like <laughs> yeah, something yeah. about, and sometimes it's like not good socially because we'll be having a serious conversation and I'll slip and say what's going, what's going on in my head uh-huh. and, make, and I'm making a joke and I'm like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that because I'm making light of this and I need to just be listening right now or whatever. Yeah. TikTok is a dream. It's something that I never it's it's a it's a it's a channel a way for me to just channel that part of my brain yeah. out into because it's super easy to just make a quick video and lay out this skit that just played out in my head about yeah. this scenario. <laughs> and when you have a context a, and a history for 40 years of something as big and silly as Mormonism. <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. like the content is just like going to keep on. Like, I was going to say, there's so much to go through. <laughs> and so that's what my my channel has ended up being: finding people to support, but doing it in it by by like playing out these little skits and stuff in my in my head. That's mm-hmm. like maybe will this will reach the the people that I'm looking for. And yeah. So far, it seems like it, it's working okay. Yeah. 
I mean, and as long as you reach out. like one person, you know, like I feel so good about myself. If I reach one person, you know, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, some of the like victory moments with the TikTok account mm -hmm. have been when, so I got a direct message from this guy named Beth and he, I'm just kidding. Actually, it was a great moment. So, so. <laughs> but um, no, for reals, like this, uh, I got a, I got a message from trying to decide if I, how much I, this is not a docs at all. Mm -hmm. A cousin. Okay. Oh, okay. A cousin mm -hmm. reaches out, sends a direct message on TikTok to me and says, Hey Shane, it's so-and-so. I recently deconstructed Mormonism. I recently walked away wow. oh, shit. and I had heard and I had heard that TikTok was a great place to go because I was feeling lonely and I needed some support. Mm. And yes. your video was the first video <laughs> I saw. That's oh, crazy. Oh. So the guy creates an account on TikTok. That's the victory moment where it's like, okay, yes. yeah, this is why I'm here. That's this crazy. Is, this is, this is, and the TikTok algorithm is super powerful for that. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, the, and our community grows and grows every day. Like it's, it's for me, it's a love hate relationship with that app. That app is trash. Um, but for, sure. for, the, for the deconstruction community, it's just, you yeah. know, and TikTok is, I love it. TikTok is to blame for more deconstruction, you know, um, happening. And I, and I fucking love that because there, there, there's like a variety of us, you know, from comedy to like the serious, that's yes, serious, but like more sure. like thoughtful and like, yeah, like it's amazing. I fucking I yeah, every, everybody, <laughs> everybody gets to like, just be who they want to yes. be on TikTok. And, yes. and that is what that's one of the beauties of it. And you'll find the audience for that. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, have you been banned yet at all? Have you been community guidelined? <laughs> no, no bans. Okay. Um, I did have a, a live shutdown once. Okay. All um, right. But the I just did a I, I, I just did an, an instance like what do you call it? appeal and it was mm. immediately back because yeah. it was silly it was so just bad. probably some like i don't know some person that was offended by my what i was sharing and didn't you know whatever yeah. and so it got it got shut down but then i was back at, and then i've had maybe two or three videos okay yet um or whatever you call them like removed mm -hmm. for community guideline and yeah. i always appeal those um maybe Maybe the of the maybe I've had five or six that have been um, taken down, and then about half of them when I appeal have, have like immediately back, back yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I'm on my eleventh account, so oh yeah. man, <laughs> we were OG back in twenty nine, no, twenty twenty. Yeah. So my initial account was like twenty six thousand people. And then it got taken down and just one right after the other, after the other. What, what would you say is like the most common reason? Or Tits. So, <laughs> I mean, yes, but I am a, like a plus sized, uh, uh, bitch girl, atheist who don't, who doesn't, well, fuck your God in the ass type of girl. Um, so they don't like me very much. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. I think that's like the list that I have. Is it TikTok or is it just the people that come in and get get hurt? Oh, by I it? like I got uh, mass reported multiple times. Like th there have been discords of these little Christian fucking TikTokers who mass report um, people. 
So I, I, I have not been the only one. Jeff, I don't know if you know Atheist Troll. Um, Jeff and plenty of others. But uh, yeah, they will mass report and try to get taken taken down. Yeah, it's it's a whole fucking thing. It's gotten, I mean, it's a little better, but it's still garbage. Like they get down, they, they get taken down too. So that's, I mean, it's equal footing there. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm leaning more towards the gaming now. Um, but I still yeah. do my, my, my atheist content. But um, yeah. It's if just, you want to watch someone else play video games... Check out Mal's lives. Yeah, I constantly awesome. die. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bitch. And I have a, que I have a question. Yeah. Uh, circling back to what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, so I think it's easy to point out the goofy, the culty stuff, you know, um, to make fun of Mormonism. But what are some of the, I guess, more dangerous things that you would want other people to know about Mormonism? Like the actual um you know more insidious things or... yeah i recently did um i recently did a video where i talked about how so i have a series I'm trying to think of where to start on this i have a series called how to troll a mormon okay, <laughs> okay. All, right, all right i like that and uh what it does basically is i started out the first video just talked the first few videos just talk about taking some of those phrases that are in the movie that they show in the temple ceremony and they show a movie they do they show like a reenactment of the creation what? <laughs> yeah no. like wow. god create god sends like his messengers oh. down and they like here to form matter that was unorganized and they organize yes. it into earth and they split the land and the drop the, the dry from the water is this a cartoon no, so you're thinking no? of mod makers, which is made by oh like, fuck, never mind. Like the early I gotta movie. look up this fucking movie. Oh my god! If you okay. look, if you yeah, if you Google, so uh, someone snuck in a button cam once and recorded <laughs> the film. I love that. But they show this like they show a film that says it's like God and he's got a big white beard sitting up on a cloud, literally, and he's like sends down Michael and um. And oh, why am I forgetting the names? But basically it was Jesus because mm. supposedly G Michael was Jesus in the pre-existence. Oh. Uh, okay. That's the other thing about Mormonism is heavy on pre-existence. Like okay. they know the whole story about how it all went down before earth and everything. <laughs> and so um, heavy pre-existence stuff. Anyway, so you see a video in the temple that shows all of this. And I can't, I can't forget where we're going with this. The dangerous, you were asking about a dangerous. Yeah. Place. Just in general. Um, you know, what, why would you tell somebody about Mormonism that yeah. you feel is and then we were talking about bad, uh, like the bad things. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about it. This is all going to end up at, um, at race, at systemic racism. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where it's going to end up. Okay. I'm backing okay. just to give some context here. Yeah. Oh, the Native Americans were cursed. Yep. And, yep. 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 Mm. Exactly. And so, um, you've got you, you got people who are are taught a narrative, and um, and then so basically, so the Book of Mormon is supposed to be the story of a family who uh, left Jerusalem 600 years before Christ. And then started a civilization over in the Americas. And they, <laughs> part of them traveled over in um, discs. No. Um, yes. Yeah, like 
it's crazy. Like, <laughs> yep. Another, okay. So, oh yeah, that's where we, that's where we were. We were talking about how to troll a Mormon. Yes. So okay. A great yeah, way yeah. to troll a Mormon is to take some of these secret phrases, secret um, lines from the temple ceremony that they're not supposed to talk about outside of the temple. Uh. Use them in common regular language. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. I love okay. that. Yep. So, like, if you say to a, if someone if you're just talking with someone and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Don't say like. That's cool. That's all right. Say, like, pause and look at them and say, it is well. <gasps> if you say that to them, they're going to be like, oh, it's going to take them right into the temple because they've yeah. seen the video. They've seen the movie a hundred times, <laughs> whatever. Right. And so there's a, a few little things I in these videos that I teach you how to troll the Mormon because you're like, you're going to say these things that they're supposed to be secret. And they're going to be like, how did you, how do you know that? How do you know? <laughs> to say that? And so, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love Fantastic. it. So one of one of the videos in this series, I talk about saying the term saying instead of saying white, anytime you say white, don't say white to a Mormon. Mm. Always replace it with pure and delightsome. Pure and white? Like, oh yeah. Like you wouldn't say look at that white like here, write it down on the whiteboard. If you're talking to a Mormon, say write it down on the pure and delightsome board. Delightsome? Pure and delightsome. And here's the reason. In the Book okay. of Mormon. In the Book of Mormon, before 1981, there's a story. So, so we're, we're it's all going to come together here in a second. Okay. Yeah. So the family leaves Jerusalem 600 years BC. This is the story of the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's there's three children. There's Nephi who's good, and then there's Laman and Lemuel who are bad. And Laman and Lemuel go. They disobey. Yes, pure and delightsome. Laman and Lemuel disobey, and they become an iniquitous people. This is the story of the Americas, ancient Americas. <laughs> and the iniquitous people, mm. guess how God decides to curse them? Giving uh, them brown skin. Yeah. Them brown skin. <laughs> That's just one of God's MOs, right? Yep. God likes to give this dark skin as a curse. How this is, rude. This is the, yeah, right. Just so everyone knows, we're speaking about what's in the Book of Mormon. These are not personal beliefs. And so um, these, <laughs> yes. they, and we're talking about the dangers, right? We're talking about the right. dangers. Right. Okay. So um, time passes and they become the Lamanites. The Lamanites are the ones cursed with dark skin. Mm. And there's a verse in the Book of Mormon that used to say like, okay, then a part of the Lamanites then became, after they were cursed with dark skin, uh, decades later or whatever, like generations later, mm -hmm. they then repented and came back to Jesus and their skin started to turn white again. No. Okay. And so it does, it says in the book of Mormon, it says, and I can't remember the exact wording, but it's like, and not many generations passed and they became a white and delightsome people. <laughs> no. First. But in 1981, again, we're talking about the ways that Mormonism recognizes its cultiness and changes it. Mm. In 1981, the Book of Mormon changed that line from white and delightsome to pure and delightsome. Nice. So, so when you're, if you want to troll a Mormon, yeah, one that might actually even go all over over a lot of their heads mm. uh, because it's one of these gaslight things. Right. They don't know that if you look at a Book of Mormon before 1981. They all said that their skin changed and they became a white and delightsome people once they were. 
Wow. Turn the lights in, as if that's a whole lot better, but either way, yeah, that's right. the control there. But still, but whiteness and purity are the same. That's still racism, you know. And this purity culture. And God damn it. And so I was raised in a version of Mormonism that now, now we're finally arriving at the danger. I was raised in a version of Mormonism where it was God's given truth that Native Americans were the cursed Lamanites. <sighs> And that it was, and that it was the Book of Mormon existed. Now Joseph Smith uncovered it and brought it to light, yeah. so that we could bring the Lamanites back to truth and righteousness. And this is the; <laughs> these are the dangers, right? And so you're basically setting up a system <sighs> where you have white purity, right? And, and all, and and you are the. I, I, I hate saying it, but like. You're the superior race trying to bring yeah. that. Right. You know, that's that's the danger of, of yeah. uh, Mormon doctrine. Yeah. Whiteness is close to cleanliness. Cleanliness yep. is close to godliness. I'm so glad to be half white. Amen. No. <laughs> God damn it. I'm only a little white. <laughs> my my top top no bottom half is white. Top half is Guatemalan. <laughs> You're bottom. <laughs> really? Are you are you part Guatemalan? Mm -hmm. My dad was Guatemalan. What a Lupin. Guadalupe. <laughs> um, my wife and I lived in Guatemala for a year. No shit. I lived for about a year as a three. I don't remember it, but as a three-year-old, we lived there. Um, pretty sure because my dad was running from the police. Maybe. What? <laughs> Listen, my my dad's brother, my uncle. Uh, before my parents had us, the, the, the two girls, um, my uncle stayed with them in Miami. I, I'm, I'm from Florida, so we, we, lived, we lived in Miami. And my uncle and his wife came and lived with his brother, my dad, and my mom uh, for, I think, a year or two because my uncle tried to do a coup with the Guatemalan government. What the fuck? Oh, man. Coups happen in Guatemala like every no, five to seven years, I feel like. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, so that's nuts, yo. That's, yeah. So that's the story I've been told. <laughs> so wait, what you um I don't I guess we if Beth's doing the math, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> what, what year, what year was that? So it was my because my sister is four years older, so I want to say like 1980. Okay. Maybe like yeah, yeah, 70s. There was, there was a big and I I should take back what I said about like the attempted coup every seven. That's not historically accurate, but <laughs> they happen often. That's what yes, I'm trying yes. to say. But uh, yeah. yeah, like, like they the the difference between Guatemala is they recognize when when one happens. Where in America they don't happen so frequently that that mm. people will deny that they did when they did. Right. Right. <laughs> they did nothing wrong. So the attempted fine. insurrections. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, there oh, was. Fuck. I remember there was something big around that, like 1980. Learning some of the history, there there was a mm. there was a thing that went on, and I think there was a little bit of like genocide or something too for a bit, like a, or an attempt. You know, the, I there think was so. Ugly stuff right around then. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, well, man, thank you so much yes. for being here today. Uh, so look him up on TikTok, yes. Shane underscores underscore deconstructs yeah thanks you guys i appreciate that yeah shane we'll put the link in the description and uh, everybody else you guys i mean obviously you're probably already following them if you're here but like 
I've been following these two forever. You got you got the very beginning <laughs> of 2024. Yep, all, all 11 of Mel's accounts. <laughs> you knew me before I knew Beth, you know. <laughs> I knew you in the womb. I knew Oh god. <laughs> I knew you before the coup. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, man. Thank you so much yeah, for being no, here Beth, today. Thanks for having me, Mel. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot Absolutely. of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me open and anytime, my... anytime you guys want to hear the fifty percent true story of Mormonism, <laughs> <laughs> that, I gotta yeah. check out that series about yes. trolling um, yeah. Mormon. Yeah. Because I don't, I rarely run into Mormons on TikTok. I'm more on like the Christian TikTok side because that's what I deal with, you know. So the algorithm is going to algorithm, I guess. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's um uh, okay. Here's here, one more for the road. Yeah, yeah. If you're ever like happen to be, and you can just use this however you however you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but eating food or whatever is the best time to do it. Um, if someone eats something, mm-hmm. and don't just ask them if they like it or if it's good. Mm-hmm. Ask them. If it's delicious to the taste and very desirable. <laughs> or if you just eat something or have something or just want to talking about anything, you yeah. could just say like, it is delicious to the taste and very desirable. Like me. Like, that, as if I'm yes. saying, like that's, we're talking okay. about, <laughs> that's, the, talking about that's the title of my, uh, my, uh, homemade, never mind. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Anywho, and I, um, in my I love that. this is I don't mean to shamelessly plug, but it does like no, please. oh please do we like plugging here shameless we'll plug. Yes. There is a merch. I I there's really there's a, I have a merch account if you go to my link. Nice. The, the only thing that really sells in there, which yeah. is like awesome, and I just sell them. I actually sell them for um, nine dollars and ninety nine cents because if you flip it upside down, boom. And then if you want to buy two of these, they're um, sixteen sixty six. Yeah. So, um, it is, okay. del- it's just coffee mugs that say delicious to the taste and very desirable. Beth, please get me that for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> next Christmas. Next, next uh. Christmas. My birthday's in July. So there you go. Halfway, halfway mark. <laughs> well, you guys, I appreciate Amazing. it so much. Thanks yeah. for the plug too. And, Hell yeah. Uh, I love yeah. what you guys are doing. It's a lot of fun. Hey. Uh, creating yeah. support and community, right? It's that, a shit that's, show. That's what we're here for. <laughs> and speaking of merch stores, we do have a merch store as well. The link yes. is in the description. We have some cool shit. So go check it out. Stuff, you know, it's fine. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Smash that like button and hit the notification bell so you don't miss our new episodes. The first dab of 2024. Ah! <laughs> If you prefer the audio-only format, you can go to tiny.cc slash Burning Eden. But the fan, the, the fun is here on the YouTubes. The fan is on here, the too. Fan, the, fan, <laughs> the only fans. The, the only fans. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and the episodes come out on Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays for Trudy. Tuesdays fuck for Trudy. Trudy. Fuck, fuck your Trudy. Trudy. Yep. Yeah, fuck your Trudy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What yeah. else? Uh, we are not going to... Be promoting our Twitter because fuck Twitter. Yeah, fuck Twitter. Um, go back to the previous 100 and what is this? 140, 139 episodes. Okay, <sighs> it's there. <laughs> A uh, big shout out to our supporters on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash burning it in 666. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Atheist Chico, Lynn, and Robin. 
uh, Evelyn B, I fucking love you. Will H, thank you for the presence and your service. Lizette, my Canadian lover. K, my American lover. Every yes. kiss begins with That's K. Right. And we can't forget the OGs on Anchor. The OG uh, singular. The, the, the OG singular, yes. Kit, we love you. Thank you. Keeping us in business, naturally. <laughs> for, your, for the Bible spankies at AACON. And a big shout out to our friends from Recovering From Religion. Yes. Yes. Uh, RecoveringFromReligion.org. It is a nonprofit organization that provides hope, healing, and support. If you're starting to doubt your faith, deconstruct, they're not there to deconvert you necessarily. That's not their job, but they're there to provide support. This is their website, and they have a phone number that you can call, 184-I-DOUBT-IT. It is staffed 24-7 with volunteers, and they also have a chat function that you can click on, and you can start chatting with a peer support specialist. Hell yeah. They're fucking amazing. Bev, I can vouch for them. Sorry, for, for, sorry for jumping really? in. Really? Oh, please tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. Yeah, I can yes. vouch for RFR because I was um, a peer support coordinator for the last three years. No oh, way! Shit. Yeah. Boom. yeah been, Shut I've the fuck up! I only just retired. Uh, like mm -hmm. November was my last month as a peer support coordinator. Okay. Um, but it's been a great run with them. That's I, so I didn't cool. Leave them okay. For any bad reason, I left because I just needed some time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Put my, put my efforts elsewhere. Right. Uh, but man, it's been, it was a great experience uh, volunteering uh, for them for yeah. years. Yep. Big shout out to oh, Dr. Yeah. Daryl Ray yes. and Gail Jordan. Yes. Um, they do amazing work, and I know they do a lot of training with their volunteers. It's yep. not just anybody; like they actually <laughs> yeah. do, they do a lot of a lot of fucking training. I went um, through that training. Yep. Mm, yes. Amazing. And also the Secular Therapy Project, yes. uh, which is a national registry of secular therapists who will not make you pray to cure your depression. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and lastly, one more time, AACON, American Atheist yes. Convention by American Atheists. Imagine. It is, that's the name of the organization. Uh, March 28th to the 31st, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We will be there. We'll yes. have a booth pr to promote the podcast. Bible Spankies. Bible Spankies. Yes. And if we reach, again, if we reach a thousand subscribers by then, somebody's going to motorboat me. I don't know who, but it's going to happen. What about me? What about me? Uh, on, on your three nipples, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it just got deep and vulnerable in here. We, are all, we always go deep. Always um, four balls deep, always. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is it. Yeah, also, register to vote. Vote.gov. Oh, yes. yes. Vote these motherfuckers out. All right. Yeah. I think that does it for today yes. thank you so much it was uh definitely pure and delight some time to spend with <laughs> oh, you oh nailed it boom <laughs> nailed it it is well <laughs> and that's what the lord wants yep that's just joseph stick wants and that's <laughs> what this that's what the seer stones tell me <laughs> amen amen <laughs>